Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Anthony Acosta. Anthony Acosta is a photographer based in Southern California. He is the current staff photographer for Vans Footwear, primarily shooting much of the skateboard team, but also some of the surfers and various advertising work um, within Vans Footwear. Um, and previous to Vans, he was a staff photographer for the skateboard mag, um, traveling the world, shooting the world's best skateboarders such as Daywan Song and like Guy Mariano and uh, much, much more. Um, I've been aware of Anthony Acosta for years. He was a sponsored skater himself um, in the mid, late 90s, early 2000s. He's a, a really amazing skateboarder himself. So I was interested, in, interested to get a chance to speak with him about how he made the transition from skating to becoming a full-time photographer. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, Anthony Acosta, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. Woke up a little under the weather, but I'm good. It hasn't hit me yet. Bummer, man. I, I didn't think <laughs> you. I, I didn't think it was possible to get sick in Southern California, man. I thought it's just sunshine and uh, blue skies, man. Nothing but good living out there. It is good living, but you know what? I have two kids and a wife, and it's like when one kid gets sick, it's like <laughs> everyone. It, it takes their turn, and it's like I, I'm on the last. Everyone else has had it, and I feel like last night, I was like, oh, I can feel something coming. Yeah, no yeah. doubt, man. Well, anyways, man, I was really excited to talk to you. Like uh, like I said, when we were setting this up, I've been, uh, grew up watching your skating and like 4-on-1 and all the awesome videos you're in and stuff, and then really cool to see everything you're doing with the photography. Um, but I guess to start off, I was kind of curious, like, where you grew up and like, um, what, what were you kind of interested in growing up? Was it always just skateboarding and photography, or what was kind of early on like for you? Um I mean, man, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, straight up, like, I grew up a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's funny because I grew up in Southern California, but we kind of grew up in, like, the, the ghetto, kind of like, like, it was like a, a city called Artesia in Norwalk. It's kind of like 10 miles south of, like, downtown, right? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like heavy gang neighborhood. That's where we grew up in. Like, my parents were both in gangs. Like, wow. a lot of their family were in gangs. So it's even funny how I became, you know, a skater because it was like definitely not something that was like in the family. Yeah. So skateboarding kind of like, yeah, I was just some kids. We got bored and that kind of, I think, gave me a ticket out of just that whole lifestyle that I feel like that was yeah. just what everybody, you know, what we grew up in. So yeah. just yeah. skateboarding for, you know, I fell in love with it. I, I was 10 years old. So. Yeah. Yeah, because like, how did you how did you kind of get into skating? What was kind of your first board? How did you kind of because uh, like you said, no one we, really skating in your neighborhood too much. We just had like a couple neighbor kids who had some boards. I think there were some kids who were from out of state. I don't remember. Maybe like Louisiana. Yeah. And like they were white kids, you know, and they had BMXs and skateboards. And I remember we'd go over there and we watched like Gleam in the Cube or whatever, like. Mm. And we'd just be like, all right, any board, we just were hitting the streets. We had a little crew. Yeah. And we all had boards eventually, but we didn't really know about, like, tricks or videos or, you know, like, it was just skateboarding. Yeah. And I remember one day we were, like, all hanging out at the corner, and some gangster dudes came by, and one dude was like, give me give me your board. And usually when you see gangster dudes coming at you back then, you're telling me they're like, yeah. like you know, you know your guards up. But one dude was just super cool, grabbed the board and started doing like huge ollies and no complies and stuff. 
I remember we were just tripping. Like, obviously, he was a skater, but he didn't skate anymore. Mm. So that was, like, the first, like, I, I, you saw that, and I was like, dude, how did he do that? That was magical. Like, it was fake. Mm. And I remember that kind of struck me. I was like, man, if that dude can be doing this, like, I got to learn this. So, yeah, yeah, just skate it, skate it, skate it. Like, friends quit, new friends start it. Like, over the years, met more like-minded individuals and just kind of stuck with those guys and just skate you know you you're just you're growing up in southern california next thing you know we're going to downtown we're just hitting all the spots we're meeting more skaters and some of these guys are pros some of these guys are sponsored you meet up at skate shops and you start meeting people in the community more and i think you know just being in it and just loving it you just start like meeting all kinds of people and next thing you know you know like we're getting free boards we're making videos like and it just kind of happened naturally i guess yeah. Being in it, almost being like Hollywood for actors, you know, like skateboarding <laughs> to Southern California. Yeah, no, no doubt. So, like, yeah, but, yeah, LA is LA is an interesting place for skateboarding. Um, I, I lived there for a little while, only like a few months, but it's very, it's, it's a like a big city, but it's interesting how there's this like different cliques. Like you got like the kids from the valley who skate, then you got like people from Hollywood, oh, and, and then like Inland Empire, and it's this own little skate cruise in like each little part, pretty much, right? Totally, totally, and that's what I always thought was interesting too, because it's like you know you don't really get that in anything else in life at such a young age. Like we were going to the IE and skating with all those dudes, and then we'd go, like you said, to the the valley and it's like a whole different group different vibe like even the dudes like you had like the what's up rocker dudes and yeah. like like huntington park and the, you know and it was kind of sick so everyone had crews and like there's the long beach dudes who i feel like were like like the dudes who were kind of closer to our area but like sponsored and better yeah. so i think we always gravitated towards those guys because that we didn't really know like other big pros but yeah for sure trippy definitely trippy place to grow up for skating if you like are in it you know it's pretty cool yeah definitely and was like was like getting sponsored like i know you ended up skating for i was trying to remember i know i think you skated did you ever skate for atm click or was it deca no you skated it was like deca flow Got yeah it. yeah because i remember seeing it like in the videos and stuff was like getting sponsored was that like like a goal for you like growing up or I mean, I always had older dudes who I feel like were always pushing me to, like, trying to help me. Yep. And, like, certain dudes who worked at skate shops, I don't know, I always had, they always had my back. And there's a couple of dudes that really, like, like tried, you know, like, hey, I sent your tape to these guys because I know these guys. And I was like, all right, dude. Like, I remember I never really, I was always scared to try on my own, like, mm -hmm. sending tapes out, putting yourself out there. It's kind of hard. Yeah. So, but obviously, I mean, dude. Even boards are 50 bucks back then, you know? Like, get, shoes were so expensive. So if you can get any of them, like, shop discounts, yep. and all you got to do is, like, wear their shirt, you just be like, all right, it's not that big of a deal. Like, cause our parents aren't buying us boards, and, yeah. you know, we're usually riding hand-me-down stuff or, you know, just leftovers. Yep. So, yeah, because, like, what was yeah, the, we, I, I think what was the getting sponsor was trying to just get free stuff. For know? sure. Like, not well, really trying to go pro. It's like, yeah. Because what was the first sponsor you got? Like, it was just kind of like you said, like, Skate Shop kind of hooking you up pretty much? Yeah, we had a couple of skate shops in the area that we end up, like, dude, I mean, there's so many random ones, like, that would come and go. Mm -hmm. But 
at skate shops and you just end up meeting the same people who kind of moved from one shop to the other. Like there's always, I feel like there was a cool shop and there's always a bunch of whack shops. Yeah. So, but they would all come and go so quickly because it's just, you know, I don't think there's much money in like having a skate shop and you have to kind of be down for the like scene if you're trying to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shop sponsors. But then it's funny because a lot of people that I still know in the industry were all people that I met at shops from those times. Yeah. So it's kind of sick how it like still, you know, the same people kind of are still around, but now these guys own businesses or, you know, have their own like everything else. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, because like, like I said, I was growing up and I was like always watching 411. And it seemed like for like early 2000s, it seemed like you, you got in 411 almost like every issue. You'd be in like <laughs> like the part, man. Like, uh, like how, are you so getting in, how are you getting in those videos? Was it like this kind of send your stuff in or did you kind of have like a relationship with 411? I had the inside scoop, man. It's so funny. So I used to work at a shop in Costa Mesa, even though it was kind of far, but my buddy who was always looking out for me ended up working over there. And the dude who owned that shop worked for this place called the giant distribution. I don't know if you remember what oh, that yeah. was. It was like element and, uh, New exactly. Deal. And that's what four on one was created out of all those guys. Hmm. So just being there, all the four on one dudes would be over there. Everyone like knew each other and, yeah, you just became friends, and then they'd go skate, and I'd just tag along, and, like, somehow, dude, film tricks, and they would end up in the video. And then my buddy Colin Kennedy became yeah. one of the editors there. So he would be filming us all the time, and next thing you know, like, dude, every time, like, we got clips, he's using them, so. Yeah. Kind of cheated our way in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome, man, because that, that was the coolest thing about 4-on-1 that I think, like, uh, kids growing up now, they don't they don't realize because that was like pre uh, like uh, social media and like YouTube and all that. So like when a new four and one totally. came, because four and one only came out six times a year, so it was like every two months, and it was like it was like a big deal to get in those videos, you know? Dude, totally. I mean, dude, I trip out looking at stuff now. It's like it's just all these heavy hitters, and I'm like, dude, how'd I squeak in there? Like it's so funny, but so many people thought like. I mean, they perceive it different. They see you in 4 one they're like, oh, you're legit and you're doing it. But I'm like, dude, I just got so lucky every single time. <laughs> yeah. So it worked out. And so it's funny. But yeah, no. Yeah, dude, those videos were so fun when they come out. Like, you'd anticipate the next issue every time, you know? No, it definitely. It was like, it was always exciting because it was like, it was just like, it was just so iconic. It was like Lance Mountain would do the intro and it was just interesting oh, to see yeah. what have a check out and all the industry section. So it was definitely exciting times. Um, uh, but I guess like, uh, how did you kind of end up getting into photography? Like, I know you, like you were saying, like you're skating or getting in all these videos, like you had a part in logic six and all the 401 stuff. But like, when did photography come in the mix for you? I know it's becoming a skate podcast. Huh? <laughs> no, it's good, man. I love <laughs> I'm it. Good, though. I love it. I do. <laughs> Me too. It's a, it's funny. Um, but yeah, so being hand in hand, like being out skating in, in, LA like there was always skate photographers around you know like Chris Ortiz and like Steve Trent all these dudes were always on session like and it was like you'd see Atiba out all the time at spots you'd see like Michael Mealy you'd see these dudes it was just like a skate photographer and video dude were always out on sessions you know yeah for the like pros yeah so I remember just being always like hyped like 
escape photographer sick. And I, there's one day I, it's funny. I told Chris Ortiz that he was the, he was a, the, a, he was a good friend, mm-hmm. but he was the main like photographer for trans world. Yep. But I saw him shooting a photo one time and he was sitting in his car, eating a burrito, shooting long lens. <laughs> and I was like, yo, that's the job I got to get right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. I told him that not too long ago. He started laughing. But yeah, no, you know, you'd just be like, dude, that's so cool. And then like, same thing, like you'd see the videos, but then you'd open trans world or whatever. And like the the photos were always like, dude, the photo issues and like the siding sections are always stuff I really dug. Like, you know, just telling the story in the one frame instead of, you know, getting to see the whole clip. And sometimes you'd be like, man, that clip didn't even look as good as the photo. Like I was like, the photos are what's, you know, pretty dope. So Doing that, I always had friends who were in the photography, basically, and just always never thought, you know, you have to have money for that. And it was film back then, so it was like, I didn't have no money. It wasn't even on my radar, ever. But I always knew, like, dude, that was, like, something that's super sick. So I started filming with my friend's cameras. I'd actually, like, submit stuff to 401. And filming was something that I was like, oh, maybe I could become a filmer, like, and I'd go on trips and sometimes like they need second angles and I'd just use the VX 1000 and like, just kind of like, I always thought composition was cool. So I'd set up like stationary shots and I remember being like really hyped on that, but like filming lines, I hate it. So yeah. I was like, dude, I don't want to be a filmer. Like this is torturous <laughs> for, for, hours. for maybe 25 bucks a clip. Yeah. You know, like, yep. so whatever like i would dabble in that but that was never something that i was trying to do and then um i started i was like skating still i was working at a shop and i was kind of going to college but i wasn't really like i don't know i didn't think i was gonna go pro i kind of just hit a level where i was like all right i gotta figure something out you know and then i was hanging out with these dudes in hollywood and he i mean you you know joe torino oh yeah he was like one of my best friends yeah so he was on the scene from all these other dudes that I met and he was like a different photographer. He was like the editorial stuff, you know, and then he was like, but he was the coolest dude. And he loved skateboarding and like, he'd want us to come skate as much as like we were out. And I'd started hanging with him a bunch and we, you know, I'd go up there and I'd just be like him. And like, uh, he was dating Amanda Friedman at the time and she's super insane photographer. And I was like, dude, you guys think this is the insanest thing. Like you guys are so sick. Yeah. And then Joe was just always like showing me photos from his stepfather who was Flip Shulky. Oh yeah. Legendary. And he was like an in dude, legendary, like the most insane black and white stuff from like the Muh- civil era and yeah, Muhammad, civil rights era. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, like really iconic photos. Yeah, dude. And he'd have prints up on the wall and I'm like, dude, this is insane. Like yeah. these photos are crazy that like, you have that connection, you know? Mm-hmm. So one day he's like, he was like, Hey dude, like my assistant, this girl, Beth, she was starting to assist more and more for a Tiba. Yep. So funny how it all kind of works out. And he was trying to find assistance cause she was his main one, but like he couldn't find anyone who was as like, I guess reliable, you know, like people were always late or just like they were jamming him up more than anything. And he's like, dude, if you're down, like, do I know it. you're kind of into it, but like, if I'll just pay you and you could come help me, pretty much to assist them. No doubt. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? 
I'm down. Like I'm there, like in a heartbeat whenever you need me, you know? So he started hiring me and I just go carry bags or whatever is needed. But like I was paying attention, you know, and I was like, dude, this is super cool, man. Like really into it. We talk photography all the time. He, we talk why photos are cool or what we liked about photos. There's just constant like photo nerd, you know, like we were just talking all the time, like 24 hours a day. It felt like, yeah. And then, um, he gave me my first camera, which I think was one of Flip's, like, old 35 Canon, like, manual thing. Wow. And he's like, dude, take it. Like, use it. So I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. So I took a couple college classes, like, just down in a little community college that was, like, straight up, like, a beginning black and white deal. And then, um, yeah, like, I just straight learned from, like, <laughs> straight from the bottom, like, just but was so into it, like, and then just loved the dark room, like, would end up just staying there for hours, like, our instructors, like, there was a couple of us, and he was super trustful of us, so he'd let us be in the dark room while he left for a little bit, like, he'd go run errands and get haircuts, and then come back, like, three hours later, and we'd still be in there. Nice. <laughs> so, I would take the camera and tag along and start shooting, and then, yeah, process what, you know, what we got there, and then try to print it out, and, like, they have the little critiques and stuff. And were you were you shooting skating from the get-go, or what kind of stuff were you shooting when you first kind of picked up the camera? Yeah, always skating. I mean, dude, that's... I feel like I picked, you know, photography was just a way to shoot skate photos. Like, yeah. I liked the other stuff, but it was like, I don't know, you just wanted to catch... I saw skateboarding in my head, you know? And I was like, dude, I want to shoot it. Like, yeah. I could see how I want it to look. But I always... I had this, like, wide lens, and then, yeah, so... Anyways, like had critiques i remember my my instructor told me once like your stuff could be in thrasher one day man keep trying and i was like no way like <laughs> that's so sick and uh just yeah ended up like figuring out I'm like dude i need to get like some more professional gear if i'm gonna step it up because i had one lens and one camera body and and it was like that time when the, th- the the magazines were super thick, you know, it'd be like 500 page issues of Transworld and Thrasher, like. And everybody was shooting like and, Hasselblad fisheye with like tons of flashes, and, and it was just like exactly. I, I remember being because like I was in I, I I shot a little skating, and I always thought I wanted to do that, but it was just like just to get on that level was just so much money because it was just like the Hasselblad. Oh, dude, it was insane. Yeah, it was, was it was unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So totally. But you know what I also saw? So I was skating with dudes like Dan Wan Song and Danny Garcia all the time and, and they would be doing tricks and there would not be a photographer around because it was like these dudes were so busy and there was not many new photographers. It yep. was the OG dudes. Yep. And that was it. And I remember like, dude, I'm like, I oh man, like I just kept thinking and praying about it and like really feeling strong. I'm like, dude, like I got to figure out how to make a move and like get some stuff. Cause I think I could do this. Like um, I already have the trust of these dudes, you know, if they just let me learn, like I think it could work. Mm-hmm. So whatever, some time came by my grandma ended up selling her house to my sister and she had all this money. She was like, and I was just, I got this idea, dude, to like, like me and my grandma are close. Yep. And I was like, dude, like, I'm going to make this proposition and borrow some money. And I talked to my mom and she's like, Hey, just ask her. Like, yeah. this is a perfect chance because she does have some money. Normally there's no money. Yep. And I borrowed 15,000 bucks. Wow. That's like, amazing. 
dude, that's like a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like to me, you know, it it's was just st- like some. It, but it's still a lot of money. <laughs> it's still a lot of money, right? Yeah. So like, I had Sue Sue Tran help me like figure out what I needed. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, like he's like, get this, 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 yeah. like Hasselblad, fish eye, everything, long lens, like these flashes, this. And it was like, yeah, 15 grand is like right where he can. So I went, made a proposal. Dude, she like wrote me the check right then and there. I was That's like, amazing. dude, I got you. That's like, amazing. I believe in you. That's awesome. So I was just like, I have no choice but to get to work and figure out how to use this and start trying to make some photos and see what happens because yeah. yeah. I got to start paying this back right now. Hell and yeah. I didn't, I, I had no money. Yeah. <laughs> so straight up got the stuff didn't even know how to load the film nothing mm-hmm. but like joe helped me so much see you helped me so much and i would call these dudes like 10 times a day trying to figure out like why is the film jammed oh you're you're doing it wrong yeah or why you know just every issue like they'd be like all right do this yeah no doubt and and, then, uh, and the one thing i was kind of curious about because like like you're a skater and everyone knows you for being like a known skater like like you're saying you're in all the videos and stuff was it like a hard transition to get like like you say you have these relationships with like guys like Daywan and other pro skaters they know you but was it like a hard transition to have them like take you seriously as a photographer first um because obviously they're doing big tricks and they want them in the big magazine so was that kind of like hard to kind of go from like skater to uh, having them look at you as like a as like a serious photographer you know like i think dude honestly it wasn't that's it's awesome. like and that's why I, I feel like you know these dudes are i wouldn't just be like yo like let's shoot this and get i was like hey can i try to shoot this do you care because mm-hmm. no one's here and like i got all this stuff yeah. and i you know day one is so good these dudes are so good like we can even shoot anything that's kind of mellow yep. and they would do it a few times and be like, you get it? You think it works? Like, yep. like all right, we'll find out after I get the film process, but <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and like instantly though, what was crazy is like once photos, like I started shooting them, like they would be like, Hey, like did that photo come out? Like these dudes need a catalog photo for dwindle or something i'll be like uh yeah here it is yeah instantly like all right they'll buy it and i'm like do you really like okay and it just struck, you know these dudes needed photos all the time which i didn't really know it was that crazy yep so instantly photos that were like i was shooting and learning were being used That's like amazing. right off the bat do you remember and like it's just the because first who these dudes were you know yeah did you remember like the first photo you sold or like first magazine you got published in yeah, it was a Danny Garcia Royal ad. Wow. So same thing, like, dude, straight off, like, just everything worked out. The flashes worked, the, the photo, like, and the, these dudes were like, hey, can we use that photo? Like, did it come out? And I'm like, well, here it is. And they're like, all right, like, you know, whatever, 500 bucks. And I'm just like, no way, dude. Like, what? <laughs> and it's like, this just happened like that forever. Like, and then next thing, like, these dudes are like, oh, those photos are cool. And I think, you know, they're like, all right, this dude's serious about, like, mm. trying to do it. But it was ne- it was crazy because these dudes never, it was never, like you said, it was never, like, an issue. Mm. Like, well, I don't really want to. But <laughs> it's because I think, you know, these dudes trusted me as a friend, too. And they knew, like, I don't know, maybe I'm not just right there trying to make a buck. Yeah, like, yeah. Just trying to make cool photos. And they kind of understood it, you know. 
Yeah, you you just so, you, you just want to be on the set. Should this be a part of skateboarding still, and this uh, con contribute? Like you may not be skating like you were before, but just kind of just stay around it. Um, because what do you exactly, say? Exactly, give back a little bit. Is that like is because like the thing about skate photography, which is like really tough, is like you said, like you have these relationships with these guys who are like the biggest skateboarders, and is that like a big component to skate photography is it's kind of building these relationships with all these pro skaters because uh, as you know there's like so many i'm sure you've run into this where you could shoot there's so many great skaters that aren't sponsored and you i'm sure you've shot hundreds of great photos of amazing skate tricks that guys have done but then it's hard to get it published because they're not like a known uh sponsored skater you know yeah no and it and it's totally that that relationship and that trust that is i feel like the hardest part in skate photography other than i mean making cool skate photos but like yeah it's it's these dudes aren't gonna just let somebody they don't know or trust shoot their photo mm -hmm. you know they don't know where it's gonna go they don't know how it's gonna look like they want doesn't let and you know still it's like he doesn't shoot with many people these other dudes don't shoot they're not gonna call some random dude like yep I don't know. That's why there was only the handful of dudes that are the trusted dudes. And that's the hardest part mm -hmm. because, you know, these dudes run in, in their own little circles. And somehow I was in a lot of these dudes circles just from growing up. So everyone kind of knew me, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's the tough part. Even for kids coming up, they're like, how do we get our photos used? And I'm like, dude, like I, you know, it's, it's, easy when you have the right uh, when you have a photo of the people the magazines want to use mm -hmm. like they can use a photo of costin or whoever and it could be the worst photo but they need it and they'll use it yeah for sure but it could be the best photo of somebody doing the gnarliest trick but they have no idea who it is or you know and they're just like all right we won't use it yeah. so it's like kind of crazy in that sense mm -hmm. but it is a lot of, i know i know a lot of photographers come and go because they're just like dude it makes no sense mm -hmm. like it's and that's just the industry part of it, you know, I guess, but yeah, no, I've gotten so lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. You just gotta, if you really want to do it, you just gotta pay your dues and like have patience and kind of uh, build your name up, I guess. Um, uh, because like, uh, you ended up when you ended up working for, I believe like, uh, for the skateboard mag, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was working for them for a long time. How so. did that, how did that kind of come about? And like, once you become like a staff photographer for a magazine, like how does that work? Like, um, are they like giving you assignments or kind of um, giving you like things they want photographed or like how does that kind of relationship, how did it start and like how does that kind of work, work, I guess? Yeah, I started like submitting photos to magazines and I remember I got like a little checkout from Trans World. I had a couple things in Skateboarder, like, I think I had a day one interview, a couple other interviews, and I was starting to make connections, you know, and with editors and seeing how the process worked other than just selling ads. Yeah. So I remember the skateboard mag was really new and it was like all the original trans world dudes and they started their own magazine and it was going to be more like just focused on like beautiful photography and more just like skateboarding presented very like, you know, nice glossy paper, like beautiful pages not just like thrasher style where it's kind of raw and gritty yeah so i remember that was like that that's what appealed to me and i was like dude that's like 
that's where the photos should be. You know, that's the best one. Mm-hmm. So I remember Atiba was part owner, and I've known Atiba just from being out in the streets and stuff. And uh, I finally got like the courage to ask him, like, "Hey, dude, like, can I submit some photos to the mag?" And he's like, "Dude, for sure. Like, I got you. Like, nice. Nicest, best dude, always." So yeah, he gave me the contact to like Swift and Grant, and like I didn't know those dudes really at all. Yep. So Atiba fully vouched for me, like, like dude, like he gave me like a hard, like yeah, dude, help this dude out. Nice. So instantly, like I'd send photos and they'd run them right off the bat, like pretty close, like as soon as I started sending, and I was like, dude, this is insane, like, <laughs> and they knew like I had relationships with like my dudes too, hmm. and I think they were just like, all right, I think he's like, you know, he he's an asset and we could use him, so they put me on staff. Like they hit me up and I was just like tripping, like, like I couldn't believe it. <laughs> the dream, dude. This is all so, dude. Like, I mean, it was still. I don't even know how long my memory is pretty shot, but it felt like it was like six months after I just got my Hasselblad and didn't even know how to use it. You Damn, know, that's amazing. <laughs> it was crazy quick. Like, and I just remember, like, it just kept happening and kept happening. And I'm like, all right, dude, like we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And I uh, got to pay my grandma back. So I just start paying her like any money I'd get. Um, That's amazing. And that like, was pretty crazy. And, right? w- and once you become like a staff photographer for the skateboard mag, like uh, how does, how does that work? Like internally, like I said, like, are they like kind of, Oh, right. Right. G- are they like giving you assignments? Or are you just kind of shooting with your guys and kind of this sending them what you get every month? Or like, how does that kind of relationship work when you're a staff photographer at a magazine? For me, it was like I would shoot my dudes and I'd like pitch them ideas like, hey, let's do an article with this guy or let's go on a trip with these dudes can, and, and you know, can we get like budget for it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it would just be like going down there, throwing them ideas. They tell me what's going on and just, yes, yeah, what I can, uh, what assignments I can do and vice versa. That's awesome. so that, that was it. And there would be times where they would be like, Hey, can you try to work on this article with these guys? Mm-hmm. And it'd be dudes I wouldn't know. Like, Hey, Jim Greco needs a couple photos. You don't want to go shoot with him. And I'd be nervous, but I'm like, yeah, like for sure. I don't really know that dude, but let's go. Yeah. And yeah, I'd skate with Andrew Reynolds. I'd, and then, you know, you start meeting other people outside of my like group. Yep. And that definitely helped. And, and you know, especially knowing like, oh yeah, we're shooting for the skateboard mag, so yeah, like, and I would imagine is not available. Yeah, and I would imagine like as so, a photographer, you feel like you kind of like learned a lot and got better as a photographer, like being thrown into situations out of your normal crew, like working with different guys. Do you think that kind of helped you like build your like strength of, as a photographer, just kind of working with different people all the time? Totally. And it helped me just kind of like overcome fear, you know, because of course you're like, dude, that's, these dudes are like your heroes, you yeah. know, like go skate with Andrew Reynolds. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, I'm like nervous. Don't like, fuck it up. Whatever. Don't, you know, don't, like, don't fuck it up. Don't, exactly. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Like, and you know, usually it's like these things would happen to the Tebow would, would be out of town and be like, hey, this dude, can you shoot with Costin tonight? Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, dude. And same thing. It's like, I can't blow it. Like, if you blow it once, they're not going to be like, hey, hit up a costa again. They'll be like, nah, let's call someone else or wait for a Tiba. Yeah, like, word, word, spreads, so, word spreads quick when you fuck up someone's sequence or like their, their ad they're, totally, they're trying dude. to bust their ass on. Totally. Yeah. And same thing, though. If you go and you get like a good photo and these dudes are going to be like, oh, that was cool. Let's call them again. Yep. You know, and it's like, 
I always knew that. And I'm like, you got the one shot. Like, just. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, you just try to do your best to make a cool photo. And I you try to treat it always the same. And, and you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But luckily, you know, yeah, it works. <laughs> and, uh. yeah, so assignments to do magazine articles. Yeah, I worked for the skateboard mag. I think it was for like, 12, 13, 14 years or something like that. So Wow. Was, that's amazing. Cool, but nah. I, yeah, because it's pretty like yeah. getting to work with like guys like Grant Britton and Dave Swift who have been around skateboarding for so long and like photographed so much. Like, what do you kind of take away from like working with those guys? That, that they kind of you think you learned anything from them? Did you kind of grow as a photographer? Kind of getting to work with like guys like Grant and uh, Swift. I mean, dude, those dudes are OG as it gets, yep. and they kind of like started magazines they started transworld they started how things work yeah. i just got to see a lot how like advertising had a lot to do with pages and articles i got to see how it worked mm-hmm. in that sense the th- not just the photos you know why can't we run this photo or why is this photo on the cover oh because you know yeah these guys paid this much for a 20 page article and advertising we need to get them something and and I, you know, you saw that, like, just how things are operating on that sense. But no, also, not. just seeing how these dudes loved skate photography and skateboarding was just like, man, that's so cool. And they're like, you know, way older and still doing it. It's yep. like inspiring. It's not just like a bunch of little kids who are just in it for, you know, a little couple months here or there and then dip. Yep. Like these dudes are dedicated. They are. They're, so. they're lifers. Um, Lifer. That's uh, yeah. it's exciting. So once like uh, the skateboard mag, unfortunately went out of business. Like a lot of skate magazines now. Um, what was kind of your next move? Like once you once that closed up, like um, what do you kind of do after that? Were you just kind of like freelancing, or like what was kind of your next step? I guess. Well, you know what's crazy is like back then there was so much like photo needs. Like after a couple years of working for the skateboard mag. Uh, I had opportunities to work for companies as well to like be their staff photographer, yep. like for skate stuff. And I ended up like vans hit me up when they were starting, like the, they, they kind of revamping things. Mm-hmm. And I was actually there for like, they hit me up and I was their first staff photographer. Wow. Ever. That's amazing. Yeah. It's so crazy. Right. Like, so it was definitely like vans wasn't, it was getting better. It wasn't what it is today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been 11 years and I'm still working for them. Wow. Thank God. Cause it's uh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's dream job. But yeah, so I had an opportunity to work for a few companies and I picked vans and that became like more full time than the mag. Yep. And it was, a, it was just like a lot more work, but it also allowed me to like, like have a, a life you know, and make some money and yeah. live and like, cause you know, the magazine didn't pay much at all and it was never about making money or, but it, but you know, it had to get to a point where I'm like, all right, I got to pay rent, dude. Or I got, yeah, you got kids. to pay the car payment and you got, got to pay grandma, off, which yeah. I did. Yep, so yep. <laughs> I got a kid. Exactly. So yep. once I, I started working around, it was more of a normal job paying and it was like a life changer. I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> but it was like, cool doing both you know it was like doing all the van stuff and then being able to work with dudes from other companies even like costin or guy and doing articles with those guys for the mag and Mm -hmm. going on mag trips with different crews but still like doing all the van stuff so that was fun for a while just to keep it like 
different and like not fair, you know? Yep. But it's, uh, yeah, after that, the mag's been gone for a few years now, right? I don't even think yeah, they're not. Yeah, I think, years. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Um, yeah, because like, what's 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 the what's like the biggest difference between like working directly for like a company like Vans versus a magazine? Like, what are your like responsibilities at Vans? Because obviously, they do skateboarding, but then they also do a lot more. They do like surfing and they do snowboarding, and then obviously there's probably a lot of e-commerce photography. Um, are yep. are, you, are your responsibilities strictly skating, or, or do you kind of have to dip in and shoot like catalog stuff, or what's kind of like the so. Yeah, my responsibility first and foremost is skate yep. action marketing. It's like that's the department. So there's so many departments. Yep. And same thing. I try to shoot as many ads as possible. I try to shoot all their catalog stuff, all their in-store stuff, anything skate related. Like, yep. and uh, I'll shoot a lot of product where like they'll shoot a lot of the stuff in studio, but also I'll shoot a lot of the product environmental style. Mm-hmm. So it's like. You know, the stuff laying on the street with the gutter, you know, just to make it look a little edgier. Lifestyle. But also I shoot a lot. Exactly. I shoot all the lifestyle stuff for like just different collabs or colorways or pro models. Mm -hmm. And then aside from that, too, like lately I've been doing a lot of other stuff for like different departments. Like I'll I'll, I'll get hit up to shoot like stuff for the new store that's opening up some like window displays or specific needs on that end mm-hmm. or i get hit up like last week we were in oakland and we shot some stuff for the customs campaign which is a whole nother department mm-hmm. but like shooting other things is so rad for other departments because it's like that place is so big yeah so you know it, it feels like you're shooting for other clients you know like yeah, in that aspect but it's cool because it's like i've made a lot of relationships with a lot of different art directors a lot of the producers cause there's so many in there but it's it's nice they know. I feel like when it's last minute and they know I'm around, like they could always hit me up and I can come through. So. No, that's awesome, and it must be like exciting as a photographer. Like obviously you love shooting skating more than anything else, but is it still kind of exciting to shoot? Like cause I I was looking at your Instagram, like you'll shoot some of the like the pro surfers. I think you even shot like uh, I think it, what uh, Nathan Fletcher, like surfing legendary family. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it kind of exciting to kind of st- step out of your usual kind of skate zone and kind of do different stuff? Yeah, it's, dude, it's so, like, it just keeps it, like, challenging and fun. Because mm. they also hit me up to, you know, they know I know the look that Vans usually is going for. Mm-hmm. So, like, same thing, like, you brought Nathan Fletcher, thing came up with it, like, hey, we got to do this campaign for his board short. Mm-hmm. Like, but we're leaving on Thursday, and today's Wednesday, uh, Tuesday. Can you go? Like, our other dude got sick or something like, yeah, let's go. And, it's, like, I know Nathan a little bit, but not well you know so it's like all right well like exciting nervous like and then but yeah same thing we shot some uh like a musician a couple days ago and he lives up in oakland his name is chaz bear and it was super cool like same thing just a whole nother vibe yeah like felt like you know shooting a celebrity and it's like sometimes i don't get that i just shoot like the dudes i know Mm -hmm. so it definitely keeps it fun and exciting so that's ex- that's awesome, man. When you're like working for a company like Vans, are they giving you like a lot of art direction in terms of like, like the style and like aesthetic of like how they want stuff shot, or you still kind of get the freedom of like as if you're working for a mag to kind of shoot it ha- as creatively how you want to um, shoot it, or are they giving you kind of direction? You know what? Like 
for the first half of working there, for the first, like, dude, I was doing everything. Like, I was picking up the shoes, and I was, like, figuring out, like, when and where to shoot this place for the skaters. And it was, like, I think a lot was on my plate, and I was kind of just shooting what I can. Yep. And it kind of dictated where it would go. But, like, the bigger vans got, because it just keeps growing, like, at a crazy rate. Yep. They got more producers in, and everything needed to be more, like, now yeah now there's like looks they want you know and and this is how we kind of want it to look these are the vibes mm -hmm. and i i like it now because i have a lot more help yep. i don't have to do everything on my own yeah and and you know you still go out and you know what they're looking for but it's like sometimes you just you know it, i feel like the skate photo will dictate what the vibe yep. or the theme is you know of whatever we're doing it usually it has to do with like okay go get the skate photo for A, yeah. and then everything after that that'll set the tone. So mm -hmm. it's like I still can't go and dictate like oh a sunny California beach vibe of A. Like no, we're not doing that. Like <laughs> we're gonna go to this crusty alley yeah. and skate this thing. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's like those dudes it's their decision and they kind of dictate like you know this is what we got and this is what they want to use and those dudes will be like all right let's just figure it out. So, yeah. No, it's interesting because, like, like I said, like I, that's how I kind of got into photography. I I, uh, I started shooting skateboarding. I actually was lucky enough to have one photo published in the skateboard mag, um, which was exciting for, for me. And uh, but one thing I I, re I didn't realize till like later on in my photography kind of career journey is when you're a skate photographer, as you know you're doing everything yourself. Like you have a giant bag of all your gear, all your flashes, all your stands and you're, you're hopping fences and you're setting up everything. There's no assistance. There's no producer. You're, it's just you. So like later on when I started doing more like commercial stuff, it, it was almost a challenge to, even if I had assistance to be able to like delegate and not like do everything myself, you know? Um, yeah is that kind yep. of, is it kind of an interesting because obviously you're doing um like you're saying you're doing lifestyle stuff is it kind of a different approach going from just being yourself to actually sometimes being able to like get assistance and kind of get help on these shoots yeah i mean it's it's definitely it's cool when there's budget they're like oh we have you know you could hire somebody to help or lately, even when I go out and shoot stuff, I'll hire some people on my own, and I'll be like, hey, like, can you reimburse me for this? Because, yep. like, it's sketchy. Sometimes when I'm out in East L.A., where I live, it's like going to shoot five pairs of shoes and all these, like, yeah. like you know, clothes. Everyone's, like, walking up to you, like, what are you doing with those shoes? Can I get them? And it's, like, nice to have someone there. Hell, yeah. So Yeah, for sure. Dude, I'll even hire my kid. I have my 11-year-old. He'll come and help me, too. You know, it's <laughs> kind of, like, he, he can reflect and, like, shoes and some light he moves things around for me so that's awesome i'll even get him i'll pay him because i'm like dude you're you know those four hours of work we just did in the sun yeah so. man buy all, buy all but the it's so nice yeah yeah having dude once some producers came aboard like at first i was like all right i'm so used to, they knew i'm so used to doing everything on my own yep like yeah th that like one dude super cool his name is nate like when he came in and came aboard he's like look like we, I'm here to help you. Like, whatever you need, like, we're here to make it easier for you. And, like, you not know, go in and tell them, like, what I do and what issues mm -hmm. that I see. And, dude, after he's been there, it's been maybe four or five years, but it's, like, I have so much help. Yeah, Like, man. it's so sick. Yeah, it's, maybe. It's, 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 you know, it's just, uh, like, 
let you breathe a little because you're stressing trying to figure out where are you going to do these things? How are you going to get the shoes? I'm not driving to Orange County right now, you know, like, yeah. How am I going to get the guys lined up? Like, these dudes, they, do they even know? Like, it sucks having to call dudes like Jeff Rowley, like, hey, we have a full ad campaign <laughs> due in two weeks. Yeah. And I'd have to be the guy to tell him, you know? And he'd be like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not even in town. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. So now it's, it's like you got a producer telling these guys, or, you know, it's like, there's a, there's a professional process to it now, and it definitely makes my job easier. No, no doubt. So. This streamlines it and organizes it. Um, and I was looking, uh, you actually did a, some really cool photos for New Era, where you got to photograph, uh, what, Aesop Ferg, like uh, YG, the rapper. Oh, right, and, right. And, and Big Sean. <laughs> really great photos you got out of that shoot. I was kind of curious, like, how that project came about for you and what, what was kind of your experience shooting that, I guess. Yeah, you know what? A buddy who actually worked at Vans ended up going to New Era. Yep. And he was doing all their, like, digital marketing. Mm -hmm. And he had a couple things. Like, we always had a good relationship. And he had a couple things when they'd be in L.A. He'd be like, hey, you want to just come and shoot some, like, stuff for internal use? Because we're doing these huge campaigns, but we have nothing to see other than, like, what the big photographers are shooting, you know? Yeah. so I'll be like, yeah, but he's like, just cruise over and he'd give me a time and just go shoot and you have full access and whatever you think. So I did a couple of those. That was a huge campaign that was like just shot in downtown and yeah, just running around. Like I got to meet the owner of New Era. She was super cool. Wow. Um, and just meeting all them. And then like, yeah, all the rappers were there. There were some like baseball players and just having full access. I was just kind of walking around and just shooting whatever. It was super fun. Yeah, no, it was, so really, it was really... They cool. used some of the stuff. And, yeah, I, I shot a couple other things for those guys, like some golf stuff. And mm. It's pretty much just whenever they have, like, a last-minute need, like, in, and they have a little budget, they go just like, hey, you want to come over and, you know, see what you can get? No. So that's been kind of cool. No, it was really exciting stuff. And uh, I had to ask you, for all the skate nerds listening, um, like we talked about a little bit, you, you photographed uh, legendary skater Daywon Song a lot. I was kind of curious, like, mm. how you kind of uh, met Daywan and how that kind of relationship built, built, like, photographing him and, like, maybe any kind of, like, uh, stories that kind of stick out photographing him because, like, in terms of skateboarding, as you know, there, there's no one even like him. Like, he, there, he's one of one. Yeah. It, it's it's got to be he's insane. He's literally one of one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, Daywan's the best dude. I met him in 95. I was skating the skate spot, and I was always riding, like, I always liked real and like East Coast stuff. And I had this big, probably eight and a half board and I'm small. And I remember he came up to me and like, dude, that board's way too big for you. And this is the first time I met him. Yeah. I'm like, what? No way. I'm like, well, like, you know, I just got it. So I got to run it. But later after that session, he, he went to his car and brought me one of his little decks. and like a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, try this. Trust me. Like, and I remember after that, like he gave me his number and I like always just stuck with him and he always got me boards and, Yep. He's the type of dude, I probably, like, owe him, like, $10,000 in lunches and food. Because <laughs> every time you go out and eat, he's always the dude to pay. Because he's just, like, that nice, you know? And, yep. gen- and, like, he just appreciates what he has, and he likes paying it forward. Mm-hmm. But, dude, just being able to skate with him, like, and learn how to take photos with him and his patience. And he's so good. It's, like, it's it's invaluable man and it's like even to this day like i can call him and we could just chat and he's just like always got good vibes best advice for anything you know whether it's like girl mm-hmm. advice or family advice like yeah such a good dude yeah and, and he, it's cool like he's just 
killing it, dude. Like, he's almost next level. he's like he's like getting better. Like he's probably like like early. How and not even possible, right? <laughs> like he's just found like a new way because like he can't do like maybe he's like what probably mid forties or something, early forties, something like that now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's just like he's really smart he's kind of evolved really well with like instagram and how he kind of like utilizes it and like all the stuff he's doing it's just like it's really impressive to see uh is there like any sessions that kind of stick out in your mind like photos you shot of him that maybe one that you kind of uh remember most or anything like that i mean just you know it's funny so there's spots that in my head i'm like day one can skate that and only day one can skate that and i've always thought that you know, always find weird things and always send them photos. Like, hey, what's up with this thing? But uh, recently, this is maybe a year or two ago, uh, there was this crazy full pipe on this brand new library in Long Beach. Yeah. And I remember, like, dude, this thing is photo gold. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you could get up to it, but day one, all day, right? Yeah. Send it to him. And he's like, yeah, dude, super cool. But, like, never got around to getting it. And Transwell hits me up. Last minute, Jamie Owens was like, dude, can you get a photo of day one? We need one for this article and the potential of a cover. Wow. Which, like, once you hear that, like, like, skaters will pretty much, (laughs) let's go. Yeah. So, right off the bat, I called day one and I was like, yo, we got, it's time to hit that spot. Like, these dudes need a photo and there's potential. So, sure enough, it's like me and him, we drive there the next day or two, like, to check it out. I bring a ladder and whatever we set this thing up broad daylight on like a major busy street and it's just like full pipe ended up being on the cover of trans world but it's this full pipe that's up maybe like 12 feet off the ground and it's probably like two feet wide and it's so sketchy dude and sure enough though he he does a couple ollies he does a kick slip he does he did a little tray slip, and then he does one of those hand slap to fakie things oh yeah where he does like the ninja kick yep and he did it once, got a photo, and cops are coming. And, dude, he jumped down that thing, and the cops kind of pulled into the parking lot, and we just got out of there. Damn. But sure enough, like that one, dude, we nailed the photo, fo- got the photo, got the cover, and it was just like, you know, it was sketchy, but it wasn't even, that's what he does. That's the kind of that's stuff wild, he can skate that. No one else can skate. That's so, a, that's that's, a, that was, that's like the thing. I like a lot of people, I think that don't come from skateboarding. They look at a skate photo because, like, generally, when you look at like any magazine, like outside of skateboarding, all those photos are like so produced, and they're getting permits, and there's like lighting text <laughs> and grips and stuff. But with skating, it's like like you said, like you're it's just you you're under the gun like the, the cops are coming it's just like so much so much pressure just to execute like quickly you know but that's what makes it fun dude and that's what makes it a <laughs> challenge and exciting and and dude and then when it comes out in print that you know that's when you're like all right mission accomplished what's next yeah. you know like mm-hmm. and yeah so totally that's what makes it street style still so yeah no it makes you a stronger photographer photographer um a couple more questions i'll let you go uh i was i was curious like getting to work at vans looking at your instagram you've gotten to travel quite a bit um and look probably a lot like uh four years ago you guys came out that propeller video which was an amazing video um i was kind of curious like uh, with the travel stuff, like, is it something you enjoy? Because, uh, like I said, looking at your Instagram, like, you've been everywhere from China to India, uh, all over the place. Is, is, like, getting to travel and everything is something you enjoy? 
Yeah, man. I mean, I love traveling. And that was one of the biggest perks of just even being a photographer. Because yeah. as a skater, you constantly want new stuff to skate. Or for me, at least. You know, it's like you want to try a new thing. You want to go to New York and you want to go to, like, Philly. You want to go to Florida. You, just, you know, do whatever to skate. And I feel like as a photographer, like, it's even that same vibe. Like, I want to shoot new environments and mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever. Just the new is exciting. And, dude, being able to travel is like a dream. And vans traveled a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, how, like how was it's, it's crazy sometimes. Like, like how, how much travel there is. Yeah, like what are some of the craziest places you've been? Like, like you say, like you guys went to India, China. Um, mm-hmm. Where are some other places you guys have traveled to since you've been there? India was definitely one that was like, like way different and unique, and that was for like a classics campaign. Yeah. So it was sick because usually with those they have way different budgets than escape like campaign mm-hmm. skate trips usually skate trips you know we're like hamping in kind of mellow like definitely not first class but, yep. but you know we're taking care of yeah but like these trips it's like dude we flew first class to india like Damn. stayed at the most insane hotel <laughs> and it's like full producers full like complete opposite of what we were just talking about with day one yeah to go and shoot, you know, some stuff in India, but you kind of need it because it's kind of crazy there. You don't really want to stay in somewhere sketchy, but yeah, because that you, place is cool, man. What, what were you guys shooting while you were out there? So there was this girl, her name is Atita, and she's like India's first like female pro. Mm-hmm. And there was it was kind of her and this girl Lizzie kind of helping out finishing this new DIY spot, and it was kind of for like well, just the story of like. Atita mm-hmm. and kind of like just all her uh, you know like just the struggle she went through to get to where she's at wow. and it was just her vans kind of helping out and saying like you know that we kind of got her back and this is skateboarding and this is just a part of it Damn. and yeah we went and kind of there was a full like movie set our video people production people and it was cool it was a really cool piece but we, you know, we got to see her building this park. We got to go to like this flower mart. We got to just skate some of the street spots. Yeah. And that place is, is pretty cool, man. Yeah. That was super cool. We go to China. I feel like a lot. I've probably been there like 15 times with bands. I feel like they love going there. And what is it? Because um, I've always, I've always wondered this because like I have some friends who work over at Converse and they, they're the same way. They, they travel nonstop. Right. Is it, is the travel with the skateboarding? Because obviously you guys came out with the video like four years four years ago is the nonstop travel is it mostly they're just trying to pr- continually promote the brand or is it you guys are continually working on like video projects like what is it like with these like skateboarding companies nowadays right. with, like converse right. nike vans where they literally go everywhere like what is it what is the travel like is it like i said is it because you're working on video projects or is it more just kind of like advertising yeah thing? i mean now dude it's so much like, living in L.A., it's tough to get video parts done. Mm-hmm. Like, every spot's been skated since the 90s, and there's not much new stuff coming out. Where that's the lure of going to China, for example, or going to Paris. There's all these new spots there, and it's very easy, much easier to get video parts done. So that's, I think, one of the main reasons why. Yeah. And plus, the dudes who are, like, planning these trips are skaters like, like you and me, and they're like, dude, we have this much budget. Let's go to... 10 sick places this year you know yeah like they're also hyped to go too like i feel like whoever's in these positions love traveling as much as like the skaters you know yeah so 
that and then you just you know you wrap up like you do a five minute edit now of these trips and you have an article in the magazine and like i feel like that's just you know a lot of what the marketing budget is for now yeah just to get that stuff pumped up but then there are markets in china that are like middle class now and they're seeing vans heavily you know these are the vans guys we're doing shop signings or doing whatever when we're there too. Yeah. So it's definitely to do both. It's, it's checking boxes. I yeah. feel like yeah, so everything's yeah. targeted. Yeah. There's different regions. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing to see like where skateboarding's at now because like, like I was growing up like early nineties, mid nineties and stuff like that. Like you'd see like for the most part, like four and one was us. And then occasionally they go out to like the U like the Europe contest that they used to have there in the summers mm -hmm, and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it must be pretty amazing just to kind of see where it's gotten to now. And I was kind of curious to kind of get your opinion on, um, we're coming up next year or 2020, uh, skateboarding is going to be in the Olympics. Uh, I was kind of curious, like, <laughs> like uh, you've been skateboarding a long time. Like what's the, your opinion on the growth of skateboarding and like where it's going now with the Olympics and everything. Do you think it's like a good thing for skateboarding or what do you think? Right. I mean, it's 2020. It's so crazy. It's about to come down. It just seems so far away. Seriously. It. Yeah. But it's cool. I know a lot of these people who are going to try to be in the Olympics. Yep. And I'm not mad at it, man. It's like, to me, skateboarding is like music, and there's like you got your certain genres. You know, you got your raw Wu Tang hip hop dudes, or you got like some jazz type dudes, and whatever. It's like just because you don't like that music, it's not wrong. You know, yep. it's just like preference. Yep. And I feel like these dudes who are training and trying to win the gold, like that's a whole different type of skating that maybe I'm not into, but I, it's skateboarding and I appreciate it. And I think it's sick for skateboarding as a whole, just to like, Hell yeah. maybe more people can make better livings, you know? Definitely. And I'm not mad at it, but it's not the skateboarding that I grew up trying. You know, I'm not going to go to a park to train, to try to win yeah, it's the yeah. opposite of why I skate, but yep. that doesn't mean it's wrong. No. And I know a lot of people get so mad at it and they're like, everyone's trying to be a gatekeeper about certain things. And I'm like, dude, you, it's like getting mad at the internet, you know, like, oh man, like, yep. was like really, you're going to get mad at like just the future and how things are going to change. No, you just don't let it bother. And if you don't want to skate anymore, don't skate anymore. Yeah. Like, be yeah. Because if like, you off that much, all good. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, like you're saying, like it's different genres and there's nothing wrong with it. It's like, like skateboarding with your friends in a parking lot at night. That's always going to be there like it, that's not going totally. skating curb that's always going to be there and for me that's like that's skateboarding to me like i'll never be like doing what like niger and these guys are doing but at the same time it's like for someone like you it, i would imagine it's a good thing because like you're saying that this opens uh more opportunities for people in this business because it's all this kind of trickles down you know what i mean yeah yeah totally so that yeah i mean it's like you can't be mad at it. it. It might not be my thing or a lot of people's thing, but it's like, I think for skateboarding in a whole, it's like, dude, look at all these new parks are being built. Yep. And there's just a lot more exposure for kids. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'm not mad at it. No, it's exciting. And, uh, yeah. with the one thing I was curious with vans, I was looking at their website before I called you and I was like, their team is so huge. I was like, how do you how do you like find the time to like shoot all these guys? Is it just kind of like month to month, like so and so needs a photo, or is it you're just kind of 
trying to shoot as much as you can on these trips like because that must be a tough thing yeah i was looking at the list there's so it's many ama- there's it's so, huge and, right? they're, and they're all kill <laughs> they're all killers man they're not like i know that's the, know. the craziest thing about it well it's been crazy now lately because now there's no magazines that i work for so yep. i'm pretty much like van 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 yeah i mean sometimes i can submit stuff to thrasher but like thrasher has their staff photographers already that they prefer to use you know yeah yep. and it's like you know, sometimes I'll have photos of them used. But, yeah, like, now it's more assignment-based. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually got to make a phone call in a little bit to talk to one of the skate marketing dudes and see what's next on the agenda because I feel like we kind of got over a crazy, like, summer and there was a lot due. Yep. And maybe just a couple weeks ago, I just finished the last thing, so now it's kind of what's next. But, yeah, I have a list, like, hey, like, Rowan is having a new shoe coming out. We're going to need an ad of him and a bunch of stuff that's going to go along with it. Got I need it. to get stuff with Cater now. And now it's better now because I can focus on these dudes and make sure I get quality stuff instead of kind of just trying to get as much yeah. whatever I can. And then they're like, what What do you have for a photo? It used to be like, do you have a photo of Kyle yep. or Elijah? I'll be like, yeah, I do. They're like, okay, let's figure out what we're going to use. Now everything's more like, we need a photo of Cater wearing these shoes like a project and you have exactly projects so it's cool because now it's more professional like that and i'm not just dude out and about all day long like just trying to get what i can get yeah i mean there is time time and places for that stuff but like it's either the assignment stuff when i'm at home like project stuff and then when we go on trips is when i also like can just stack stuff with these dudes like we were just in ohio last month with a bunch of like Gilbert Crockett and uh, Justin Henry and Elijah. And, yeah, being able to stack like just lifestyle stuff, portrait stuff, stuff yeah. that they'll need in the future, you know, just knowing. That's awesome. So. That's awesome, man. And uh, I guess to wrap up, like you've been uh, a skateboarder, shooting skating for a while now. Like, do you feel like you're still like learning as a photographer um, at this point? You still feel like you're still learning stuff and like kind of any goals for the future for your photography or anything you're hoping to work on? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, dude, every day you're learning something photography. It's like skateboarding. Like, you could never just, Master. like, all right, I made it, you know? It's, yeah. There's just so many different things. Like, And I just, you know, constantly, whether it's trying new lighting stuff or trying a new camera or new lenses, it's always challenging and fun for me. Yep. So that's always something that, you know, I, I feel like just new techniques or whatever is always going to be learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it keeps it fun, and I, it's just, like dude, working for vans is like a total dream job like i hell yeah just want to keep just doing my best for them yep. and I think hopefully to keep it riding this wave <laughs> as long as i could yeah because <laughs> it's seriously like dude it's insane the best people work there and it's like get to shoot the best people get free shoes travel it's like everything i could ever ask for yeah i was actually gonna ask so. you that you work for steve van doren the guy who started van or his father i think started vans that is insane I've right not, I've, like, not, I've never <laughs> met that guy but just from years of like looking at skate videos and articles that guy seems like the happiest guy on the world <laughs> like he's just always at like skate contests. dude he's like, the hardest working dude too like yeah. he doesn't sleep he reminds me of like the president <laughs> like he just doesn't sleep he's on flight he's like shaking people's hands everywhere you know he's like you're like dude how does he do it he just has this like humble energy dude that he's just like i don't know man that's the magic of vans right there you know just that dude's mentality and just i feel like he's a huge reason of why vans is so successful 
Yeah. And like even people working for them want to like make that dude happy. No doubt. And it's like that's you know everyone's gonna try way harder because that dude's out trying doing it. You know. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. No, it's exciting. Yeah, well, it's uh, Anthony, man, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Like I said, I've been I grew up watching you in four on one and all the logic 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 six. Great video. Anybody listening, go YouTube yeah, cool. it. Great video. Um, but yeah, can't thank you enough, yeah. man. And for people listening, if they want to check out more of your work, where's the best for, place for them to go check out? I mean, right now I keep Instagram pretty updated. Yeah. Uh, I have a website, but it's like 10 years old that Joe helped me with a long time ago. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably Instagram. Perfect. I'll link it's, it. Uh, I think A-A- it's a- yeah, link it. There you go. A-A- Sorry if I didn't answer all your questions. <laughs> I'm excited that you have me on the show and I'm just like, walking around pacing <laughs> no way man I, I i i'm always excited anytime i get to interview another skateboarder it's always just like it's like an extra added level because you know like skateboarding is the coolest thing like you can go anywhere in the world and within like an, an hour you can make a new friend just from skateboarding so it's always it's so crazy right yes yeah, so, so, no, so. thank you for having me man you have some crazy people up on your show too <laughs> listening to some hell yeah excited hopefully yeah hopefully it does well Nah, Thank no, you again for having me, man. No doubt, man. Well, I'll link it and people go check it out. And uh, thanks so much. So there you have it. That was the Anthony Acosta interview. Uh, just want to thank Anthony for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to him about everything he's done within skateboarding and photography. Uh, just really amazing work that I've been following for years. So definitely a real pleasure getting a chance to talk with him. Um, so definitely go check out Anthony's uh, website at anthonyacosta.com. Uh, as well as his Instagram. It's at A-A-C-O-S-T-A-A. Uh, lots of really amazing uh, work he's posting up there. He's constantly traveling the world with the best skateboarders, so really interesting work. So definitely go give him a follow. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, as well as my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.